Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello. Hi. I hope hope you're feeling really good today. I will admit to you, I feel very grouchy and I'm trying to just be self-aware about it and know that it will pass. But maybe that's why when I sent down to record, I've got, I wouldn't call this a hot take. I wouldn't say this is super unpopular opinion, but maybe it's a lukewarm take. So anyways, I want to talk about the idea that I hear a lot. Spending money on experiences is better than spending money on things. And this is something I hear in the personal finance space a lot, but even outside of that, even just in casual conversations, I actually just went for a walk with a friend who described herself as an experience junkie, which I love. And I just saw someone post something uh, on social media that felt a little bit smug to me, but it was like, oh, I'm just so happy. My husband knows that I value experiences over another thing. And so it took me to this, whatever it was for her birthday. I can't remember what the experience was. And And I think there's a lot of logic there. I think there are lots of benefits to creating experiences in your life and to spending money on experiences. You can create lasting memories and a lot of times there's a social component to it when you're spending that time with other people. An experience isn't something you have to find room for in your house. It's not something you have to dust or maintain or store, which is all good. But I think this idea of experiences versus things is a completely false dichotomy and ignores the very plain fact that when you own a thing, you get to experience that thing. And I have a bunch of examples. The first one, of course, I just bought a relatively new car. It's not brand new. I bought a 2019 Audi. And it's interesting when I was thinking about buying it, I was talking to a friend of mine and she said, oh, the thing about buying a new car though, is that you're really excited about it for like a week and then it's just your car and then you're completely used to it, which makes sense. And that's definitely a true thing about humans. We tend to become used to the things that we have and we have a hard time continuing to be grateful for something when we're used to it and it feels normal. And you'll sometimes hear that called the hedonistic treadmill. Hedonist treadmill? I can't remember. It's just the idea that when you upgrade your life, you tend to just get used to what you have. I've definitely noticed that in myself. But I will say with cars, I don't know what it is about the way I'm wired. Even my last car, I owned it for about eight years. And I would say at least half the time when I got in it, I was like, oh man, I really like this car. I just really liked the inside. It was really comfortable. It was really nice. Maybe because I drove like a truly crappy car for 10 years before that. I really permanently set my bar very low. I've had this new car, let's see, for almost three months now. And I'm definitely aware of it every time I get in. I'm like, oh, this is so great that it has the maps on the screen. And it's so great that it has these massaging seats and feel really good that it's an EV. And so I don't have to stop at a gas station. And I consciously have these thoughts. I know it's only been three months, but based on my experience with my last car, where I even until, even up, even when I was frustrated with my old car and I was thinking, I really want a new car. I want this feature. I want that feature. I was still like, Oh, but but I really love these seats. It just had this like cream leather interior and it was just really nice to be in it. It it always felt sunny in that car, if that makes sense, because the interior was so light. It always reflected a lot of light and always felt sunny and warm. My point is that I bought a fancy car and it is an experience every time I get in the car. I would say the same thing. 
I don't own a lot of jewelry, but I own a few pieces of nice jewelry. And when I wear them, I get to experience wearing jewelry that's very fancy and that I really enjoy and most of which has some sentimental value for me. Same with I just bought a purse. And I think a purse is something that people tend to sort of poo-poo. <laughs> I just read a personal finance book that I didn't like very much. And in one of the chapters, the author was saying that, oh, how did they describe it? When a woman would come into the office with a new purse, the other women would treat her like the queen of England. (laughs) I just got such a good chuckle out of that. I was like, that's such a ridiculous thing to say. I worked in a lot of offices with a lot of women and I'm sure that I have admired and complimented someone's purse, but I have never seen a group of people gather around and treat someone with a new purse like the queen of England. (laughs) But I think purses especially tend to get dismissed as, oh, it's not worth the money. It's a status symbol. I don't want, I don't want to spend money on designer bags. I'd rather go spend money on experiences. Well, again, when you own a purse that you really love, Every time you use it, you get to experience using it. You also, there might be a cool experience in going to buy it, right? Now, I will tell you, until recently, the most expensive purse I ever owned, I think was about $50 and it was from Ann Taylor, like 10 or 15 years ago. But I recently bought what for me feels like a fancy purse. It was, I think it was around $300. The brand is Porsche, P-O-U-R-C-H-E-T. I talked about this purse before I saw my friend with this purse and I was like, what is that? That is so pretty. Where did you get it? She couldn't remember. And then we figured it out and I bought the same one because I just really liked it. And every time I carry this purse so far, again, I've only had it for a few months. I'm like, yeah, this purse is so cute. And it was fun going on the website and picking it out. I think if you own even higher end bags, the process of going into the store and going in person and they kind of wrap it up nicely. I'm certainly not an expert on purchasing designer handbags, but the experience of going, of connecting with other people who are into purses and getting to use the purse that you bought that you really liked, like that is an experience. And I wouldn't wag my finger at someone who wants to spend their money that way. I'm trying to be careful here and how I talk about all this because... One of the things I don't like a lot about online discourse is these sort of straw man arguments like, oh, I don't think anyone should shame you for going to Starbucks, where I don't think there are that many people out there in the world saying like, shame on you if you go to Starbucks. There probably are people out in the world saying, hey, if you are mindful of small expenses, they can add up to a larger amount. And if you save and invest that money, you might be better off in the long run. But sort of exaggerating that in order to have something to to be mad about. And I don't, I don't love that. So I'm trying to be careful here. I don't think that there are people out there in the world who are like, if you buy a purse, then you're really stupid and you should spend that money in your vacation budget or other experiences budget. But I do hear this idea of experiences over things a lot. I think about this a lot in terms of my house. I've talked about this a bunch, but if you're new here, I used to live in a relatively modest home. And when we did, we were able to save more than 50% of our income every month, which was great. And then about two years ago, I made a very emotional decision to buy a much larger and fancier house. 
and my mortgage is massive. And I can no longer afford to save 50% of my income. And I would say fancy house sometimes falls in the category of place where someone might think that's a waste of money or there are better uses for that money. You could live in a less fancy house and focus on experiences. And when I think about that, I think, well, I moved in in 2021. That's the year we got vaccinated, but like there was, there were still new COVID variants coming and like 97% of my experience was being in this house. (laughs) And I will tell you not every morning. But I would say multiple times a week, I wake up and I'm like, oh, cool. I get to live in this house. It's so nice. I love it. I really like my big bathtub. I really like my backyard. I really love my kitchen. I really love the light that I get in my home office. I really love having a dedicated space that we built out into a, into a home gym. And a house is definitely a thing that can be an experience. I really love hosting guests, which is a lot easier in this house. I love having people from out of town. I love having people over for dinner. House definitely falls under the category of a thing that is also an experience for me. I mean, I could go on forever. I think clothes are definitely one. I would also argue that electronics might be one. It's another thing. I I feel like I've seen this. I'm not, I'm not like not naming names because I don't want to call people out. I'm not naming names here because I literally don't remember who has said these things because I scroll through so much personal finance content. I think I've seen this a lot of times, but I definitely remember reading something like, oh, how did you retire early? It's like, oh, well I cut expenses. Like I didn't buy a new iPhone every year. And in my mind, I'm kind of like, I mean, is it that you didn't buy a new iPhone every year? Like, was that really the thing that made the difference? I don't upgrade my phone every year. Some years I totally want the new thing when it comes out. My phone right now, I think it's a 12 mini. And I definitely got that as soon as it was available. I was so excited for the smaller phone because it feels so much more comfortable in my hand. But since then, I haven't seen a good reason to upgrade. Phones though, I don't, owning a phone isn't an experience, but you do experience your phone a lot. Like my phone is probably the thing I touch the most, maybe besides the mouse and keyboard for my work computer setup. So I'll grant that getting the new phone that has a, I don't even know where we are, a 12 megapixel camera instead of the 10 megapixel camera may not bring a level of satisfaction that's worth the money. But having face ID, I mean, that's pretty great. Having a great camera is pretty great. Having a phone that's not cracked and broken. There are people who like love to brag about how broken their phone is and how old it is. Like I have an iPhone negative 12 and I have an iPhone one and the case is broken and it doesn't get on Wi-Fi and the battery only lasts for 10 minutes, but like, that's okay. I don't need a new one. And if that, you know, we all have different values-based spending. I'm not judging that person. If that is truly true and they don't think that they would get any additional value out of a new phone, then they shouldn't buy a new phone. But I think there's a lot of value in having a new-ish phone that works really well. We use it a lot and having a phone that works well makes life easier. I do think often that, There are people who get a lot of joy and satisfaction just out of keeping their expenses low. It's like a game. How cheap can I get this for? How frugal can I be? If you listen to Inside Out Money, Maggie likes to try to quote me on something I said once. I don't remember the exact wording, but it was something like, there's no trophy for having the lowest expenses. There's no, the gist was more, there's no trophy for suffering. Like there's no trophy for lowering your expenses just for the sake of lowering your expenses. But I do think some people get a lot of joy out of lowering their expenses. They're like, oh my gosh, this is how I live live on a thousand dollars a month. And that in and of itself brings joy. Like that is an experience for them that they really love. And that's great. Like when I say that's great, it sounds a little sarcastic. That's great. No, I mean, truly I feel that way. So I have been, I posted this on Instagram. We decided to see if we could only charge our car at work. We just got an EV. And so can we just,
let's use the chargers at work where we can charge for free as opposed to charging at home. Now, I did the math. I think this is going to save us like $20 a month. And so this is something that it would be very much on brand for me to say it's only $20. I don't really care, but it's fun. It's fun to sort of plan out when we're going to go in and what other driving we need to do and can we get away with this? And so that's fun for me. And it, and recognizing that that's fun for me, I can relate to people who are like, oh, can I keep my overall expenses under $20,000 for the year? Or can I live with 18 roommates and drive an old car and have an old phone? And like, how low can I get my expenses to go? Totally get that. I mean, it would be really convenient to be wired to enjoy that. If I was wired to enjoy keeping my expenses as low as possible, I would already be retired, but that's not for me. What is for me is spending money on experiences for sure. I love going out to eat. It's like one of my favorite things to do. That's a place where I want to spend money. I love driving a nice car. I love owning some nice jewelry. I like having a nice purse. I like living in a beautiful house. I like having a functional phone. I like wearing high quality clothes that feel and look good on me. So that's that's my only point is things can be experiences. If you're a collector, things can definitely be an experience to each your own, right? Everyone talking about this stuff is just trying to make the same point. Use your money in the way that makes you the happiest. And if that is something that is simple, not easy. If I knew how to use my money in the way that made me the happiest, I would write a book and be a zillionaire. (laughs) We don't know. That's the hard part is figuring out what's going to make you the happiest. I've been going back and forth about how long I think I want to work. I really like my job most days. And then some days I think, I don't know, I could just retire tomorrow. (laughs) And I go back and forth. And what I always think to myself is, well, Liz, you got to decide what makes you happier. Is it having the job that you like and earning money or would not having to work at all and living a lower cost lifestyle make you happier? And then in the little conversation in my head, I'm like, I don't know (laughs) if I knew then this wouldn't be hard. I will say too. Okay. One last thing. And then I got to, I'm going to wrap this up. One thing I don't think I hear a lot, and you tell me if you think this is valid or not. I'm lucky to have a great job. I'm lucky to work with awesome people, to have a great team, to work for a company that I'm passionate about. I think I have gotten a lot of great experiences at work. I've really enjoyed the social relationships I've built at work. I've gotten to work on cool projects. I've gotten to work with great people, being able to give people promotions, getting promoted, working on projects and seeing them through the finish line. Those are really great experiences for me. I think it's kind of fashionable to dunk on work these days. And I've always just been lucky that I mostly enjoy working. I think part of it is just how you're wired. I think some people just like working more than other people do. I also think it depends on your employer and your manager and all kinds of things. And I have really been incredibly fortunate on all of those fronts. All right. I will stop there before I go too far down the rabbit hole. Thank you as always for listening. You have a thing that is like an experience for you still. You tell me, you know where to find me. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you soon. 